BJ Council. I view the world through the lens of having been followed by a white clerk as a child while shopping in a five and dime. I'm a retired police executive and own UN50, which gives guidance on surviving interactions with police. I'm Harmony Chavis, and I view the world through the lens of one of the most misunderstood and diverse generations in our nation's history. I'm a social worker and a believer of radical kindness and love as modalities of healing. My name is Andrew Council. I view the world through the lens of a generational camera phone. I wake up as a black male and go to bed as a black male. I am surviving this never-ending court case we commonly call life in the best way I know how. All right, thanks everybody for joining us again on you and 5 And I really appreciate those who are who continue to listen to us. I appreciate that faithfulness to you and 5 For those of you that are you coming to us for the first time, welcome. You and 5 uh, is a business that we have and we go around and teaching individuals how to safely interact with law enforcement. Um, and we've been doing this since 2015. And we uh, are recording and the business is out of the Bull City uh, in Durham, North Carolina. And uh, we talk about a lot of stuff on this show, uh, ranging not just about law enforcement, because we believe that the issue, especially the moment that's currently going on, it's bigger than law enforcement. We talk about mental health. We talk about education. We uh, previous show, hopefully, if you listen, it was about domestic violence. Um, so it's the gamut in education and how these things affect all of us and just putting it where each of us plays a role in making uh, our communities safer. So we have guests with us tonight, um, Ms. John and Deborah, who will work with or are volunteers with the organization Alternative to Violence Project program. And what we're going to be doing is talking about that. And they're going to give us some details about that. I'm excited about this because this is one of the things I'm going to be really pushing in the next year. Uh, uh, And I'll get a little bit more into details about what I plan to do with the fact that I've been introduced to this great um, workshop and and helping people not be violent. So when I introduce my co-host, Harmony Chavis, what's up, Harm? Hi, B. I'm not hey. cute. I'm going to start calling you B. You can say, hey, Harm, and I'll say, hey, B. And then you can stop <laughs> asking me how I'm doing every podcast. Oh, no, and then I know. struggle. Um, but I'm, I'm good. Things are good. I am moved into the new house. Actually, this is so crazy. Um, the Well, I ended up following the girl who lived in this house, like was renting it before uh-huh. I moved out. And she sent me this picture of her son today um, on his first birthday. And they were right out here on the 24th of September uh, and I missed it. Yeah. So it was really uh, cool. Um, just kind of like by happenstance. But yeah, things are good. The animals are good there. Sometimes I'm just like, do I even live here? Um, they've been particularly bad the last couple of days, but we're good. Cause you got the house with the, with the backyard fenced in, right? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't, yeah. Molly won't stay out there. She'll, um, oh, man. Bark. yeah, she'll bark. So it's like, it's useless. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll bring Frankie. <laughs> I'll bring Frankie over there. Oh, we can use that. So. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started with the, this program or this, this podcast. And, and I'm really I've not met these individuals yet in person, as I'm sure as a lot of people have have <laughs> meeting people all year long and they haven't seen them in flesh. Yeah, I meet them. They had a mask. We had a mask on, and then you really don't know what someone looks like without their mask. Exactly. I know, right? I know. Yeah. So that, that's that's where we are. So I, uh, Mr. John Schufer and Deborah Bromley. Did I, did I pronounce that correctly? You did. Perfect. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, they are the, I guess, the AVP Alternative to Violence Project for North Carolina. I mean, they are the go-to persons for that. I actually participated in uh, this program. It's a volunteer program. And again, they'll tell you more, a little bit about it, but I just wanted you to know that I am uh, been trained uh, in this program uh, and am now currently being trained as a facilitator. And like I said, we'll get more into details about that. So what I'm going to do is just kind of turn it over to John and Deborah, just to whoever wants to do it, just kind of go ahead and talk to us about what is Alternative to Violence Project. John? You can talk about the history. Um, This is a program that is really revolutionary. Um, It teaches emotional intelligence skills 
in a way that people can receive. It started in the prisons in New York State at, at Greenhaven Prison. Some um, inmates created a think tank and they wanted to, to set up a program to work with the youthful offenders so they didn't get systematized in and out, in and out, in and out the revolving door. So they contacted the Quakers who have a long history of nonviolence being um, uh, for the abolition of slavery, for women's rights, for many, many issues. And they also contacted Bernard Lafayette, who is one of Martin Luther King's uh, chief advisors, um, and then became the head of uh, Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Um, and so they did a workshop. It worked very well. Um, there was also another group called the Movement for New Society out of Philadelphia. So they also were pretty instrumental in this. And they did a workshop that was very successful. They did another one, went to another prison. And just by word of mouth, it spread all over the country. And since then, it has spread all over the world. It is used to work with uh, street gangs. It's used in schools. It's used, obviously, in prisons in the U.S., which is the main place that, that exists in the U.S. And overseas, it is used primarily not in prison. It's used to heal from civil war, to heal from genocide, where um, they literally in Rwanda and Burundi, where there was a horrible genocide there um, about 20 or 30 years ago. And they would bring the Hutus and Tutsis together into a workshop. And of course, when they started the workshop, they didn't even want to look at each other. After the workshop, they literally walked arm in arm as they walked out because they realized they were all wow. victims of the violence. It's pretty phenomenal. Wow. Um, wow. We have some tests going. I was going to say, and even it was, it was Iraq. We mm -hmm. were um, not a, permitted for a while to say that we were, that we had folks there facilitating. Actually, it was Afghanistan. Afghanistan. We were working with women, women. in Afghanistan yeah. and we could not say that we yeah. were doing that because if we did, our facilitators would have been killed by the Taliban. Wow. And the, the women really wanted to learn ways and techniques to promote a more peaceful community. Mm -hmm. So all the trainings were done in secret <clears throat> with our AVP facilitators over there. A, one particularly very brave woman who has spent a lot of time in the Middle East um, at her, you know, great peril to her own personal safety. Yeah, she told me that when she was in Afghanistan, she had three iron doors locked oh. with combination, clock, combination locks to get into where she lived. Yeah. So that's, oh. but, but anyway, so this program, what's, what's really phenomenal about it is that it's easy to learn. Yeah. It is not something yep. where you have to be a clinical psychologist. Yes. You can be, you uh, can be just a person on the street. You can be harmony. Learn. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Um, and one of the things that we that we do with this program is we will go into a, a, a prison or into a community. We will train the local people to be facilitators. Then it becomes their program. Mm -hmm. And there have been, um, I think, like 150,000 workshops done wow. over the last 40 years. It started in 75. So there have been that many done. In the last decade alone in the U.S., there have been 11,000 workshops impacting over 160,000 wow. people. Wow. 90%, 85% to 90% are done in prison. Um, even in 2019, you know, just the last year before the pandemic, there were 11,000, um, excuse me, 1,156 workshops done in the U.S., uh, impacting 16,400 participants. And currently there are now 2,881 facilitators in the U.S. How many? How many in the U.S.? 2,881 wow. facilitators in the U.S. Inside, inside the prison and outside. And outside, okay. Both. Really quick so, question for you, John and Deborah, because I've mm -hmm. I've done some work, or, or excuse me, I've studied restorative justice um, mm -hmm. in one of my social work classes. This sounds very similar to restorative justice. Is that right? Like, am I understanding it correctly? Restorative justice is after something occurs. They do a community healing. They they heal the parties through mm -hmm. a circle process or something like that. 
Yes. This this can do that, but it more importantly is preventative. Gotcha. Okay. It, that was the part I, I was missing. Over, yeah, I think that overseas, maybe in Africa mm-hmm. where they were healing what was going on, there's a workshop called um, Healing and Rebuilding Rebuilding Our Communities, Hiroc. That's very active in Africa. So it's it's an advanced, a specialized advanced workshop for AVP. Okay. So that did bring people from warring tribes together um, to do some reconciliation. But in the prisons, yes. it's mostly used for prevention. It, it basically changes your attitude. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yes. And it, it's, a, it's really a simple process. Um, neuroscience is caught up to us. In other words, now neuroscience is telling us why AVP has been so effective. And it's so effective because the people experience safety. They experience uh, respect. They, resp- they experience being cared for. And for many people who are caught in the violence cycle, whether inside or outside of prison, mm-hmm. many of them have never felt respected. Mm. Well, obviously, if someone's an inmate in prison, they don't feel respected. They don't feel right. cared for. Um, they don't feel part of a positive community. So people experience AVP and it literally transforms them. Yes, AVP teaches good interpersonal skills and what I call attitude skills, which has to do with self-awareness, empathy, interpersonal uh, communication, uh, personal responsibility. All of these are taught. And you say, how do you teach that? Well, very simply, if a person feels safe, their barriers fall down, their right. identity falls down. You know, yep. I'm a tough dude on the street. Don't mess with me. That falls down naturally. They're having a good time. Now they tap into what we call their innate health. And we all have this innate health. That's why this works. Slow, slow down, slow down. You're feeding a okay. lot of information. <laughs> slow down. Because I, I don't want to pass that. I, I don't want to pass that, that innate health. I really want you to sit with, I need you to kind of sit with that with us for a minute as to what that is. Cause I've also seen it in a description of what you guys do with Kathy and, and Barb is, is that it's, it's that the pieces, the, there's peace within us. There's God within all of us. Mm-hmm. So kind of elaborate on, is that just another way of saying God is within us or innate health? Kind of, kind of sit with that for a minute, kind of help, help folks understand what that is a little bit, please. Well, I was going to say about the innate you can talk about innate health. I'm going to talk about one of the tenets of AVP is that there is that of good or God in every person. So, you know, you don't have to be religious or believe in God, G-O-D, to just find something good in every person. And that is something that we have found with, especially with the inmate population, that so many of the folks that are incarcerated don't believe that of their own self. They do not believe because they've been beat down and told that so many times. So once we get through an AVP workshop at the end, they've got like light bulbs going off and they're like, you know, I am a good person. There is good in me. And, you know, we try to separate the behavior from the person because you because a person does something that is illegal or immoral or whatever. That doesn't make you a bad person. Yes. You you know, maybe you made a bad decision. Maybe you were traumatized and you had no choice but to do what you did, you know, but that doesn't mean that you are a bad person. And so trying to take those labels off, I mean, and sometimes it's a process that takes a while for folks to get that. But by the end of the weekend, I think by and large, we've always seen that transformation. And, you know, AVP is built on, transforming power, the concept of transforming power, that means, all it means is that we tap into part of ourselves that allows us to be who we are meant to be. So, and you can talk about any help. Never. Yeah. I need you to say that again. Transforming power allows us to tap into who we are meant to be. I mean, I, that's just, I mean, I think I need people to just really hear that. Mm-hmm. It's just just because you're, we're, 
I, I have enjoyed being a part of this program and, and this this group now, you know, because I went went through this process. And I've always, at least I think, uh, have always been a try to look at people beyond, like you said, you did X, but that doesn't define you. And so this kind of that that kind of fits into what I've always tried to do. I'm not saying I was been perfect at it doing it. Oh yeah, but, for sure. You know, but but I appreciate that. So I, I want people to understand that because it's important for people to understand there's good in all of us. Yep. All that, of us. All yes. of us. And that any conflict, it doesn't need to be violent per se. I mean, there's all kinds of violence, right? Emotional, physical, mental, financial. There's all kinds of violence. Um but there's also conflict. We have conflict. We have John and me have conflict as a couple. I mean, there, there's just conflict everywhere. Um, but there's always what sometimes we forget and we don't have the tools to understand is that there's always a possibility for a positive solution, for a nonviolent solution. And that's one of the things I think that ADP does so well is teach some of those tools for us to take the time and think about what a solution would be that is nonviolent. So whether it's through communication, taking a break, all the exercises that we do and the way that the reason I think that IVP is so successful, one of the reasons is because the, as a facilitator, we may will introduce a tool of um, let's say empathy, listening, listening, oh. listening, just listening. That's simple. Active listening. <laughs> so some people really were never, don't even know what active listening is. We're never mm-hmm. taught it, never heard the words, don't really understand, or if they do understand, they think they're a good listener. It's not really a good listener. You know, there are skills about being a good listener. So we'll introduce a topic We tell the folks in the workshop about it. We model that behavior. And then we have the participants practice that behavior or that skill. And that's a really unique way of learning. Yes. That's one of the reasons I think that AVP is so successful. Because you, you leave the weekend having practiced some new tools. So, so want to talk about innate health? Back, let's go sorry, back to innate right. health. Oh yeah, um, no, that's good. I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm loving this, guys. This is this is what, exactly what I needed. So, thank you very much. Go right ahead, John. <laughs> so, um, with just one quick add to what she said, AVP helps a person change their attitude and gives them the skills to continue that changed attitude. <clears throat> But I think this concept of innate health is really important. Um, When you think of an infant, picture an infant. What do you see? What are the characteristics of an infant? Just kind of laying around and wanting, you know, being held and just kind of enjoying, oh, just enjoying stuff, just chilling. Just just laughing, enjoying it, curious. Yeah. And what happens is happy. When its needs are not getting met, hmm. then it learns defensive uh, tools. For example, if the parents are drug addicts, if the parents physically abuse, if an uncle physically abuses, sexually or otherwise, and if they aren't getting their needs met, they build up defenses. The problem is those defenses protect them from the outside, but it also covers up their innate health. And scientifically, this happens in part of the brain called the amygdala, which is our fight and flight. So we build up this shell around our innate health. And that's where the image of I'm tough, no one's going to mess with me, or I'm going to get so powerful that nobody will mess with me, or I'm going to get a weapon And then nobody's going to mess with me. So people build up that crust that that covers their innate health. What AVP does is it creates a container of safety, um, of respect, of caring, and that quiets the amygdala so that now you can get in touch with that innate health. 
And that's the reason why this works with adults, with kids in uh, Nepal, in Africa, because it's true for all human beings. If we got all of our needs met growing up, and just because you have money does not mean you get your needs met. The wealthy have the same issues. Um, I can name a few people that you would know for sure (laughs) that have some serious issues. So it's not about money. It's about getting your psychological and physical needs met. A need for connection, a need for meaning that I have a reason for being here, for Mm. being praised, given given um, approval, a need for power and control over my own life. Because if I have control over my own life, I have a sense of security, what the future will be like, that I can be safe if I have that control. And the last need is a need for fun. We have a basic need to play, to enjoy life. You know, I've seen people who've been in refugee camps, had everything taken away, and yet they still were playing. They still were laughing. You know, they weren't happy with their situation, but that's a basic need. AVP does that. We do some games. We do serious stuff. Make no mistake. We do serious stuff, but we also do games, which loosens things up. Um, I've done, oh, I don't know. I can't tell you how many uh, trainings, this kind of training with prison staff. And when they come in, they're mandated to come. And you can just see they have no interest (laughs) at all in learning anything. You know, what are you going to teach us? And within 15 or 20 minutes, they're joking, they're playing, they're having a good time, and they get transformed as well. And they know each other's first names. We find in so many of the, in the in prison, your number or your last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, BJ, one of the first things we do is the adjective name exercise, where you think yes. of a word, positive mm-hmm. word that starts with the letter of your, same letter as your own name. And that becomes your name for the weekend. And what is your adjective name? And my name is Darren Deborah. I've been for a long time. And Darren mine is Deborah. Journeying John. Journey. What's yours, BJ? Mine is Busy BJ. There you go. There you yep. go. So this, this starts the, the transition to a new identity. Mm-hmm. I now have a name. And everybody in the workshop knows everybody else's names. We make sure of that. So you refer to somebody by the name. It's fun, it's enjoyable, and it's also very respectful. Yeah. 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 Harmony, do and you very, have anything? Let me see if Harmony has just I thought she clicked off. Do you have anything, Harmony? I was just gonna say I was happy, Harmony. That was it. Yes. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, love it. Love it. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry. So I I mean, AVP, we we know I could go through the neuroscience of it yeah. and all, not necessary. But just understand that there is a biological reason why AVP is so effective and why a weekend can transform an individual. People say, this is not possible. Uh, You cannot change a person's attitude if they're a hardened criminal or something like that. You cannot change it in a weekend. Well, it starts the process and it may take a basic and an advanced workshop. But my response to people is, what does a five-minute trauma do to an individual's life? Ah, Exactly. A five-minute trauma can transform your life. A weekend with AVP can transform your life. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the stages? Yeah, I'm just going to talk about a little bit about the nuts and bolts because some of your listeners may not know, but the work evening, it's really important that we, we don't always do this, but in the prisons, it's really important that we build community over a, a consistent finite time period. So we go in on a Friday night, we're there Friday night, then we're back all day Saturday, all day Sunday with the same group. The first step is what we call the AVP basic, and that's where we learn a lot of the listening and communication tools and um, introduce ourselves with our adjective names, have some fun games, also do some deep, you know, kind of soul searching stuff in our exercises. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then for those that are interested and, you know, I would say 80% of, av- mm-hmm. of anyone that's taken a workshop wants to go to the next level, which is AB- AVP advanced which is deeper 
more serious. I mean, we still have fun. We still do our light and livelies. Yeah. But we talk about issues, you know, we, we really delve into things like anger and forgiveness and empathy. So the sharing becomes deeper. And by mm-hmm. now, as John refers to it, we do have a, a container of safety because we've all spent one weekend together. So by right. the time we get to the second weekend, people are a little more willing to share. Yes. And, you know, so then that weekend, um, we've seen some amazing transformations and I could, I'm going to share a couple stories, mm. but, um, and then for those who are interested and for those that we think may make good facilitators, we will have a training for facilitators. Right. And one of the unique things that John, you mentioned it earlier is that um, our faci- anyone can become a facilitator. And in the prison, we have incarcerated folks becoming facilitators. Mm-hmm. So they become the AVP community within the prison. Right. And so it's a, it's like a peer support group, right? Because you've yeah. got other inmates that are coming in with these, you know, us outside folks, right. adding credibility to the program, yes. adding, you know, colors of skin that looks more like theirs, yes. that they know what's going on in the prison. They know if there's been, you know, something really egregious happening over the week, that's going to upset everybody. They also know when somebody's trying to pull the wool over our eyes and they can, you know, help us through that a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, you know, and the inside facilitators, some of them that I've experienced are far better than me, far better than I'll ever be. Wow. Wow. You know, hunger to be, you know, to really understand and own these workshops. There's an excellent facility. Let me ask, uh, when you were talking about the advanced uh, Advanced AVP, right? Because, and I want people to understand that um, you have several uh, basic AVPs. So the individuals that are coming to the advanced AVP may not necessarily be the same group of persons that you that's come true. with. But because of that and, and the work that's done in the basic AVP, people are, even though they weren't, because you use the term, they're comfortable, they let their guards down and, and because they what, what the work was done there that comes into a, to the advance because of that, no matter who's in the space, even if it's somebody they didn't do their basic with, it is still the comfort level and the trust because that, that has, they, they have that foundation of basis. So they don't have to, I don't have to go to basic AVP with harmony and then go to advanced AVP to feel like I'm going to be heard or all this kind of stuff. We've already built the community. The community has already been built. So no matter if I know and I know I'm going to this. So I want people to understand that it's not because it's, I've done it. It's not awkward. It's because we already know what we're there for. We already know we're coming into a community of folks that are going to be listening and, and learn these skills. So I just want to make sure people. Thank you. That. Thanks yeah. for clarifying that. And BJ, it's an inside job. Yes. What I mean by that is I change how I see myself. Therefore, I change how I see everybody else in the world. Because mm-hmm. I see the world through my eyes as to how I see myself. Yes. So that's why you can get into another group and you've already got that new perspective. And then you open up much quicker, connect, trust very quickly in the advanced. Yes. And, that's, 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 and it becomes a powerful community where, where folks will say, I really feel like bopping that guy. Then I thought about the other AVP facilitators and I said, no, I've got to walk the talk. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And so at least in prison, it reinforces itself. And I would think on the streets or in a school, it would do exactly the same thing. Remember one guy told us that AVP saved him a fight in the laundry room because apparently things get really hostile in the laundry room, Okay, you know, and he was ready to kind of, to flatten somebody about an argument over the washing machine and another AVP facilitator happened to come in and just said to him, um, remember your AV just said, remember your AVP. And he said, it just brought his, his anger level down to the the thought, you know, it's, and when we talk about it in the prison, it's not worth it. Like what are the consequences? We talk about this in general too. What are the consequences of your actions? Yes. So in yeah. prison, there are huge consequences for what even may be a minor infraction. Yes. So yeah. is it worth that? Or do you 
take one of your AVP principles and just walk away, save it for another time, whatever you, however you choose to deal with it. So, and I can, this, I think this might be a good time as to why I am really, uh, for lack of a better word, I'm going to send this info stuff to you, John, to make sure you guys can take a look at it. Um, endorsing uh, a- AVP on you and 5 I'm going to be pushing it out there, doing my presentations. I'm going to have it on my website. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be doing everything that I can. And, and the reason I'm doing that as it relates to the work that I do um, you said, you know, in the streets, you know, it works there in the schools and prison, but also for me, what I'm looking at it as another way to help educate our community members how to have these discussions in their homes and being able to communicate with each other, listening skills, the things that this thing teaches. So you don't pick up 911 as a default to come in and have, a, have the government come into your space and your home to help you solve a problem um, because you don't know how or haven't learned the skills of empathy, listening skills, and those types of things. So that's why UN5O uh, is, is wrapping itself around on making sure that this is part of my speak when I go out and, and asking people to understand what this is about and why I think this is important based on this moment of interaction with law enforcement and bringing law enforcement to the home who sometimes kind of end up injuring or killing someone simply because you had an argument with a loved one inside your home. And also trying to figure out how we can have these discussions at a younger level. I know there are some statistics uh, that I'm going to be hitting John for later on, but I'm just, I need that data as far as I I know there's data out there about introducing to schools that bullying is reduced because of this, uh, of the training that some of these schools have had. So I just wanted to, I just want to take that opportunity to folks understand why this is important to me uh, and why I'm going to be pushing it out there and why I am going to be, a, I am working my way to be a facilitator, which is, uh, yeah. So Barbara, Boomerang Barb and Compassionate Kathy are really working with me. So anyway, go there ahead. There you go. You got, got two of the best. Yep. Yeah, go um, ahead, John. One of the things about AVP is it's an, it's infectious. And what I mean by that is, for example, in a school, if you work with maybe 20% of the students, it infects the other students because they see what's happening. And it, I mean, in one school system, they had, for the year that they had AVP, they had no violence whatsoever. And it was a very violent school before that. They had no violence whatsoever. And they only worked with two classes out of the whole school but it impacted others. And when you talk about the family, if the kids get it and they come home, then the parents will pick it up. You know, because the kids will say, mom, you don't need to be talking like that. Let's take a look at what the needs and wants of you and dad are. And literally this has happened. Literally this has happened. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Yeah. This whole thing, I mean, violence and, and I'm looking at to the future. So Mm -hmm. we teach kids how, this, what you're teaching, and you don't have a school full of violence, and you didn't have any violence, that means you're not going to have any violence in your community. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of a duh, you know, if we yeah. give people these skills, that's going to, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not shooting people in the parking lot at North Carolina Central University, because I've got these skills, you know, yeah. so it, that, that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. So, go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's even in your neighborhoods, we love our neighborhood where we live, where we've got a core group of friends around us, and everybody was complaining about this other neighbor that none of us really know they're on a side street about their dogs barking, you know, so people are just complaining and should we call the police? Should we call the animal control people? And I was like, well, has anyone ever talked to them about their dogs barking? You know, like has anyone ever gone over and talk, actually talked to them? No, nobody ever had. So Mm -hmm. John and I took ourselves over, knocked on the door. We had a letter ready in case they didn't answer the door and just said, you know, we've noticed that your dogs are outside a lot. They're barking a lot. All day long. All day they long. go to work. They bark all day long. Um, you know, it's really disturbing. I said, you know, you have a neighbor that works nights. So he's trying to sleep during the day. And, you know, I said, we live a street over and our office faces kind of the back of your house. And so they said, they really appreciated us coming over. They didn't realize that it was uh, troublesome. They were probably just tuning it out and that they would change their behavior. And they mm-hmm. did. But, you know, mm-hmm. somebody else could have called. It could have been a 911 call. Yeah. And 
there was no need for that. Yes. Yes. Let's let's build our community and make it safe and open for communications. So you want some statistics. You want some statistics? I got a few. I know you Okay. (laughs) In one school system in Australia, bullying dropped 85%. 85%. In a a school system, Santa Barbara, Uh where they worked just within school and out of school suspended students. So the students had already had in school suspension or were suspended. Reduction in suspensions, 88% reduction. 64% reduction in fights, 42% reduction in truancy, 33% reduction in office referrals, and grades improved by 19%. Whoa! I, I, wouldn't even, I wasn't even expecting grades to go up. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't even expecting it. I just, I just don't want them knocking each other in the head, but that's awesome. Right. Let me tell you one, awesome. other exa- one other example. There was a school in Philadelphia that was the most violent school. It was called John Paul Jones School, middle school. They called it Jones Jail. Mm. Bars on the window. Every day when the students got out, there were police on all corners because the residents were fearful. They would be out on their porches until school let out. They would all go inside and lock their doors. And police were called on a regular basis to take kids to jail. There were rapes in the hallway. There were beatings. Jeez. I mean, this this is serious, Jeez. serious stuff in this school. So they introduced AVP. And um, the community itself was a major drug prostitution and violent neighborhood. So it makes sense that the school would be that way. So serious incidents dropped 90% in the first year. Drug sales, weapons, assaults, rapes went from 138 to 18. A vast majority of the students said that they now felt safe. Wow. When I talked about, did you actually mean rapes in the hallway, in the stairwells? And they said, yes, we mean rapes in the stairwell. So it, all of that, 90% stopped. And that's just, they work with the teachers and the students. And they also took the bars off the window. They didn't need them anymore. The furniture, they replaced a lot of it because it had been destroyed. Yeah. And it's, I mean... And the thing is, PJ, the, the, the kids and the people who experience AVP will do it naturally. It's right. not something where someone has to come in and say what you have to do. They know what to do. <clears throat> when, right. when I work with prison right. staff, they mm-hmm. know what needs to happen. I'm not going to tell them how they need to do their job, mm-hmm. but they know how to change the culture in the prison if given the opportunity. And that's what AVP does. It gives us the opportunity to do good. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, you guys, are, I'm going to be, I'm going to be making people listen to this podcast and try to sell <laughs> AVP. <laughs> so I know you guys, because it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to run out of time. You guys said you had a video uh, or a testimony yeah. that you wanted to play for. So yeah, I would love, yeah. love to have that. My name is Jimmy Martinez. Um, I'm 46 years old. I just wanted to talk about my experience with alternatives to violence. It's been a great blessing to me. From the point that I was very young, I could remember violence being uh, my mentor. That's how my dad did it, to control my family, to control my mom. Men to me were always my abusers. They always beat on me uh, like my dad did. And so I learned how to defend myself and say, you know, if I'm gonna be hurt, Um, I'm gonna hurt you. All I knew is that as soon as my anger came in, I knew I had to react. I was such a scared little kid and I didn't wanna show it. Uh, So because of all that fear, I got into a lot of trouble. By the time I was 17 years old, I already had been in and out of like juvenile and the county corrections. By the time that I was already 20, I already had spent maybe two and a half years already in jail. Went to New Jersey and I got 
caught into another crime over there that got me 26 years. And there was um, this old timer, he's a lifer, and he pulled me to the side. He said, man, I'm gonna tell you the key to getting out of here is to enroll in programs. And then I remember that Alternatives to Violence, um, that project came in um, at a time where no one had entered uh, New Jersey State Prison at, at, at that volunteer basis because it was too dangerous. So I remember that as soon as the doors opened, I mean, it was like this, this breath of fresh life that came in. I mean, a, a lot of us had not seen a visit, being able to call anybody, got any mail. Um, some of these guys for years and here, it's an angelic-like presence that come in, bright smiles, hope, care, no judgment. And I remember uh, the facilitators introducing themselves, and it was such a warm, welcoming, and it was like um, we started doing the work. All of a sudden, there was a perception in me that says, you know what, I can make it, I can do something. Now I have hope, I got that seed planted in me, and that's where I actually clicked and I got it. I don't have to be aggressive. I'll be for, uh, forever grateful to this program. You have to start with you. You can't change the world if you can't change you. All this starts from <laughs> a small step, a small seed planet for people who care when they don't have to. They don't have to show us love. They don't have to come inside the prison system. They don't have to say, you know what? We'll care enough about you until you care about yourself. How about that? And with that, I'm gonna say, man, God bless you. Wow, I love it. Absolutely love it. Harmon, you got anything? I think one of the, the things that I resonate most with is the fact that you guys say that you create an environment of safety and trust. Um, mm -hmm. I say all the time that we are a society that is really suffering from lovelessness. I think that that is at the basis of a lot of our, our issues as humans. Um, so I, I always find it super important to love on people um, and to, to let them know that they're lovable. And for me, that is so impactful um, as you are, you know, trying to really create community and rapport with people. So I commend you guys for what you're doing. BJ, I'm excited for you to be a facilitator. Maybe you can facilitate something with me one day so I have some better information. <laughs> you know, I'd be more than happy to do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just excited. You, this, has been, this has been powerful. You guys have kind of given... And I wasn't kidding. I'm, I'm, when I really push this out, I'm going to tell this is go to this podcast because this is the one I feel like gives a really good insight and explains it really well. Uh, I, I don't really do it. Instead of telling somebody to read, I think listening to it will, will help out. So, oh, man, thank you. I I'm, I'm, uh, can't wait to be a part of your family as far as being a, an AP, AVP facilitator. I'm looking forward to, to that slowly learning I, I did this week weekend so yeah anything you BJ, want to say john go ahead yeah just add one other thing yeah no deborah's, go ahead. Been, do deborah's been doing this for 15 years Woo. and i've been i've been doing it for over 32 years yeah. and why do we do it it is the most rewarding activity i've ever been involved with and i used to be a mental health therapist many many years ago it is so rewarding um, I don't have kids. We don't have kids. All I can think of is how you feel when you see your kids really do well. They're happy. They're successful. Yes. The feeling you get inside you, you know, is like no other. Yes. That's what we get every single workshop. When we see folks come in physically, you know, hey, you ain't going to teach me nothing. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then you see them physically change. Yes. You see them physically change how they walk, how they talk, how they hold themselves. You know it's not just in their head. I mean, it's in their subconscious. Yes. It is in them. That's why when they walk out, they are changed. And that change, one research showed that anger, the tendency to get angry, dropped from above the norm for the community to way below the norm for the community and stayed there for two-year follow-up. That's not a temporary change. That's a change in how I see myself. So it is so rewarding 
to be part of this process. So rewarding. And you also and you know, can, you also can bring some really good people into the program as well. <laughs> well I think like what Jimmy said, that's why we, you know, that's why I do yeah. it is to yeah. see, you know, that kind of transformation. And for me at the end of the weekend, well, especially, I mean, cause my sweet spot is in the prison, but, and I miss COVID. I mean, I just miss I miss being in the prison and yeah. um, you know you don't get a lot of people say they miss being in the prison but, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, when the folks say at the end of the weekend oh my gosh the weekend's over and you know when can you come back and oh. I forgot I was in I forgot I was in prison oh wow you know oh. and it's like yeah. wow oh. like yeah. that's what this weekend was yes. for them and for yeah. me too I forget I'm in prison you know sometimes I'm <laughs> We're getting yeah. ready to go, and I'm like, "Oh, it's Friday night. It's a nice weekend. Who, you know, why are we doing this?" And then, you know, as soon as we're there, within 15 minutes, like, "Wow, you're just so glad mm-hmm. you're there." And, and I want to the other because I know people want to talk to them about this. This is a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. and this training. How much is this training? Well, in the prison, there's no charge. And in the in the community, it's just to cover expenses and hopefully to have a little bit left over to continue with our um, supplies and stuff like that. We have a couple small grants. We're always looking for donors. Yeah. So there's scholarships. If any money is never an issue, money is never an issue. I don't know what um, Kathy and Barb, but it's like usually fifty. You know, maybe up to twenty five dollars. Yeah. See that that I, and I I know how much it is and I know it's not a lot. So when yeah. I talk when you when you talk to people and and based on what you guys offer when you when you, first thing I know as a manager and you guys know this so you, as soon as you start talking about bringing people in training training somebody's thinking, "Woo, that's going to cost a lot of money." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and so they they're already shutting down. And so yeah, I just yeah. want people to understand this is, um, you know, for the yeah. most part, based on what you usually pay for training at this length and these many hours, it's free. <laughs> I mean, I know it's not totally, but but based on what people normally yeah. pay for this type of training and for these many hours, th- this is just a drop in a bucket. If right. that, you know, yeah. so I want to sure place. I mean, our biggest, you know, thing is yeah. find us a place to do in the community to do the training. Obviously, yes. in the prison, there's. Yes. You know, education rooms and things like that. But um, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, this, this, yeah, the, the, the price of reducing violence in our community. There is no price. on yeah. that. There's yeah, no. Exactly. Price on that. Yeah. One so, other yeah. point. Famous last yeah, words. Yeah. yeah um, no. <laughs> it's, it's very spiritual. Yeah. It's not religious at all. So you can have fundamental Christians. You can have uh, Muslims. Muslims, Buddhists, Jews, atheists. It makes no difference. When we say highly spiritual, we mean the spirituality of all of us being connected in community. That's what spirituality means. So it's it's not a barrier because we we could never have been in prison this long if we were religious. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. And our organization, AVP USA and AVP International and AVP North Carolina, it, even though Quakers started it, it, and John and I happen to be Quakers. Um, it is not a Quaker organization. It is a non-denominational, non-religious, non-profit. You know, so it's 501c3 and avpnc.org. Lots more information. Another video um, called What is Violence? What, what is Violence? Yeah. When you hear the word when violence. When you hear the word violence, another awesome video that's on our website. Okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to have all that on when we put your, put your show out there. So people okay. have that link and information. And it's gonna, again, it's going to possibly by the end of the year, I'm hoping when we broadcast the show, they I will have all my stuff or AVP will be on my website. And that's where it will rest until I don't do UN50 anymore, if that ever stuff. So yeah, I'm going to be depressing. Huh? Dram- I said that was depressing and dramatic. Well, well I'm sorry. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to be pushing AVP as long as there's breath in my body. Yeah. So I, I think we, you know, you're going to get it bad. And that's a lot of people that do a, you know, that are AVP facilitators, both, you know, in any, in any, um, what, do, what am I calling it? A venue or with any group, do it for a long, long time. Yeah. Because it I'm hooks really- you, you get addictive. Yeah. And although it's the Alternatives to Violence Project, AVP could also mean 
all are valuable people. people. Yeah. Oh, A-P-P. wow. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. I'm going to give you guys um, some final parting words that you would like to leave. Um, you, everything you said has been awesome. But if, if you want to like is, uh, say something as you head out the door. <laughs> For us, we're tools. We would like to introduce AVP in as many different places, empower as many different communities you know, the gun violence that's going on in Durham and in Raleigh, um, just we would like to empower people and even people who are not violent, um, it still is a very uh, transforming experience. You know, a lot of people say, well, I'm not violent. I don't have a weapon. I don't hurt people. I don't kill people. I don't rob. And yet when they go through AVP, it's like, wow. I see myself differently now and I see the world differently. So it can be transformative um, no matter what your situation is. So we want to be tools. You know, we we want to be used in the community and we will train people in any part of a community, empower them. They take on the program. It's now theirs and we'll act as advisors and coaches if they choose, but it's now their program. Got it. Definitely. Deborah, you had to follow up on on something that Harmony said about love, like loving on people and kindness. You know, I think there's some we we forget to be kind and it just it can make it a total difference in someone's life. And I think that's what we hear, especially when we're coming out of a prison situation or a gang situation or, you know, some volatile situation that, you know, people remember our humanity and we remember to be kind to one another. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This has been awesome. This has been. Thanks for having us. No. Yeah. Thanks for saying yes. This has been exactly what I needed to to help, you know, help me. You guys are are helping me push this out because I'm going to be in a lot of spaces, hopefully, uh, and I'm going to be pushing it. So trust and believe I will be doing it. Harmony, you got anything you want to close out with? No. What? Oh, my goodness. Here we go. The dramatics again. Okay. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. And thank you for those of you that are continuing listeners and supportive of uh, you and 5.0. I really encourage those who are are listening to check out AVP. Uh, We'll have the information on my website and obviously part of this podcast. it's, it's beneficial for us to start thinking about how we can be nonviolent and how we can do that. And I think this is a good program uh, to be a part of to push that. So as always, stay well, stay safe. Thank you. You too. Peace. <laughs>